Hi family, this is Pastor Ricky Rush from the Inspiring Body of Christ Church right here in Dallas, Texas. I'd like to welcome you to join us anytime, every time, anywhere, everywhere on this platform for a unique experience where the Word of God is broken down in a very simple way. It's Reset with Pastor Ricky Rush. And today's message is about to bless you. So let's get ready for an amazing message from God. Allowing us to have another opportunity to hear from you. God, thank you for healing us where we hurt, when we hurt. God, we would not dare miss the service because you're making a roll call this morning and the enemy has, in our eyes, invaded our camp to attack a warrior, God. But you have that spirit. And I just thank you, Master, this morning for a word. Somebody here, God, needs a word. I need a word. So God, talk to me in front of all these people if you need to. And for those that are online, wherever they are, God, please help someone right now to say, Lord, I've been, I've been gone too long now. It's time for me to not just reset, but I got to reload to prepare for what's ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you all so much. I am going to start this in a different way this morning. I'm going to get right to the message. Uh, thank you for being patient. Uh, we have a lot of fun here. We love the Lord. But I, what I did not do, Pastor, wrong paper. Um, Pastor, say your last name to me one more time. Okay, let me come down here. Perez? Okay, like Perez. Okay. Yeah. You know, I threw a little Spanish in there. I'm going to give you my cell number because I didn't do that earlier. And we're, we're right now on reload. Sometimes it's time to reload your friendship base. And someone who would have the courage to walk around, drive around with this many young people, uh, when people are saying, don't, do, don't deal with kids because they're weird and strange. I thank God for your courage. Okay. Um, we met with our men Friday night. One of our things was, God, we don't need a sign or confirmation, but show us how we can help bless other young people. And out of, I'm not going to say out of nowhere, but out of our prayers, you showed up. You have no idea of what these two rows have done to this ministry today. So whatever, also, we want to help sponsor your trip here. Whatever, you know, call me, and we want to bless your church. Okay. All right. All right, graduates, can we talk about this today? Can we talk a little bit? Okay, y'all going to be kind of graduates that graduate and, and, and come back and love Jesus with the rest of your life and all that kind of stuff, right? A lot's been put into you since you've been here. Um, and I thank you. I thank you for every level that you have uh, completed. Now y'all grown people and stuff. Uh, I thank you for your prayers. Let's, let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get past this first gear. All right, now, the, the word of God today. Um, where am I? Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Hey, man. You ever been crying and you finish crying and like, 
hours later, you go <laughs> like that. that that's kind of like where I am. What, what is that thing that we do? <laughs> that's kind of like where I am. I'm, I'm really heavy. But you all provided such a spark. And hey, you do a pretty nice Michael Jackson to be in church, dude. I saw you on your gig a minute ago. That's pretty interesting. Okay, so this group doesn't laugh. It's a tough crowd already. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Y'all going to have to help me with the sermon today, okay? And what it is is you got to let me know if I'm going too long. All right? This is yes, this is no. Okay? Help me to know if I'm going too long. Second thing you got to do is help me to know if it's boring or it's not interesting. I'm serious. I need to know that. All right? Because if it gets boring, you know, I'll just go, okay, let's go on. You know, we got a couple of Whataburger coupons. We hand to the pastor. Y'all chill out and eat. But if it's interesting and God is really speaking to you, I just want you to, you know, I don't care how you sit and all that because you're, you're young people and we get it. And you're probably really tired from whatever you did last night because you don't look like you want to be at church this morning. <laughs> I know how those trips can be. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. I, I, I do a lot of teaching here, and we want to bring you into Bob with the sermon today uh, because God's going to say some things. And I'm going to say this. He was saying it before you came. So you're going to hear some things, and it's like, Pastor, did you call Pastor Ricky and tell him what to say? And he's going to say, no, I haven't talked to that guy before. All right? And if you're in the right place, God's going to speak to us. So there's a scripture in the Bible. We're, we're, calling, we're calling this portion of our ministry now reload. Every once in a while, I'll say something, and when I say something, you'll kind of repeat it so that faith cometh by hearing, and you should be able to hear your own self. So everybody say reload. I'm not going to be one of these guys maybe that's going to tell you to turn to your neighbor because I don't know if your neighbor is sincere or not, but you can be. It's a great way to do things, but I don't like to do that right now. I want to make sure that we're here. Um, we have a lot of our young people that are not, that are not in service, that are listening still. Uh, Damien, I just got your message. I know you're tuned in this morning. Uh, God's going to speak to you this morning. Keep wide awake and very, uh, don't get distracted, any of you that are listening. All right, so I just want to, I'm just going to go. There are some things that God, that we have asked God for. And God has, I'm going to use the word already. God has already started to answer a lot of our prayers. Um, when I saw this group walk in this morning and I turned around and I went, okay. That's all I said to God was, okay. And you'll understand this in a few days, perhaps. Um, the reason this is so effective with us, with Brother Derek this, this morning is because this is the kind of stuff we've been working on that's happening. And we got to continue to work the works of he that sent us. I'm never at a loss of words, so why don't I just let the Lord speak? Is that okay? Because I'm at a loss of words right now. To me, I'd just rather say, hey, let's do a benediction and come on back tomorrow for Monday school. But today at 6 o'clock, we want to have you to come in person if you want to come. And let's talk about what grief does to us. How do you explain what happens when people say God loves us and then a loved one leaves? Did God do that? Are we to be mad at God? Or is the enemy really setting us up to hate God? So we got to be careful of how we handle grief and where we put that. And we're going to talk for an hour in this building with what we call our dream church. Please, if you can make the time to come out, come. But if not, please join us online. All right. Here's the word of God now. And this one, you know, sometimes I have a problem with God saying, I want you to do some stuff. And when he gives it to me to do, I already know I can't do it on my own. Okay, kids, let me know if I get boring now. Just tell another adult, anybody. Just say, man, you got to sit down. Do it like that. It's already boring? 
Oh, you're just letting me know uh, you got my, okay. I said, dude. <laughs> okay, okay. So give me some names. What's your, what's your name? Base, Lily, and Base, Lily, Travis, Pastor Pettis, and right there, the, the, the guy next to the guy in the red shirt. You, the tall one in the gray shirt. Edward? Caleb. Okay, I'll try to remember that. So we're going to read the scripture. We read the scripture and that's how we're going to base the sermon today. And I'm going to try to be as fast as I can, but I got to talk to some adults who are going through things right now. And it's very difficult sometimes when you're an adult going through things um, and coming out of uh, something like COVID. And now we have to decide, am I, am I done with God or am I going to reload? Did, did enough happen to me? Did, did, did not going to school and all this stuff. Uh, I just talked to one of my babies. She said, no, I never went to school. I just graduated. I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to equate that, but I applaud you for that. Um, so now as we talk about reloading, God is saying, now I want you to reload. This is what he laid on our hearts to, to, to start going. I don't know if we'll be reloading for six weeks, two weeks, another week, six months, or the rest of the year. I have no idea. Uh, when you operate by faith, you just got to keep walking and keep listening to God. All right? And, and, and that's how you walk by faith. You don't know every step. That's Siri. That's not faith. Siri knows everything. I'm going to ask Siri when I get out of church, is she going to hell? I never asked Siri that. <laughs> she said something smart when I talked about God one day, and we just, I was, I cut her off. I changed my Siri to a man. He's British. <laughs> but anyway, so <laughs> I got tired of her, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, so here we go with the Word of God. Now, the Bible says, and this is how we do it. We give the sermon, uh, scripture, then the topic. And it starts out, I'm having a problem with this one from the beginning. I have. But love your enemies. See, know your enemies yet. Love them. Hey. Now, the first thing that I've got to do is find out who my enemies are because they used to be friends. And the reason sometimes we have to find out who our enemies are is because God has given us a command, not a suggestion. He said, I want you to love them. Does it say shop with them? Does it say go stay over their house? Does it say move back in with them? No. It says love your enemies. So he's already given me something to do that I can't do on my own. I need faith. Caleb, you ever had people that you didn't like? It's hard to be around them, isn't it? Like that guy next to you. You know him? Okay, okay. So, so he said love your enemies. And then look at what he says. He said... Not just love them. I mean, I can, we can all fake it out. God, I love everybody. You know, they're doing that. I love everybody. Then God says something. Jesus says something really different for me. This is different for me because I'm having a problem. I've had problems with this in my life since I've been an adult. I was one of those people I could love anybody because I'm from the country. Country people, we love everybody. Okay, we eat everybody's food, go to everybody's houses, people get sick, we go to the hospital, we visit everybody's kids in school, you get in trouble with my mama, your, my mama and your mama going to give you a spanking. That's how, and then the world changed. But, and so now enemies do things like kill your reputation. They destroy you while looking right in your face. But he says, do good to them. Now already again, pastor, he's given me something to do, bishop, that I can't do on my own. I can't do this. And, I, and anybody here that tells me you can do this, you're alive from hell. 
you can't do this. In order to do any of this, you have to reload. That means start over under another power. Okay, so let's get to it though. He said, love your enemies, do good to them, and then lend them. Here goes another one. Lend them? I prayed that they would go broke. <laughs> you know you like to see your enemy's cars on flat. Mm, God don't like ugly. Now, now, now the word is said, lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Have you ever felt like you were reading the wrong Bible? Look at what God is telling us to do. Love your enemies, do good to them, give them something, and don't expect anything back. Then here's his guarantee. Then your reward will be great, not just good. If you do these things, if you do these, he said, then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. God is going to bless unkind and wicked people through you. That's a lot of stuff to start the sermon off. So we got to get through this this morning. Love your enemies, do good to them. Why? Because you're, you, need, you need, somebody say, I need this right here. <laughs> I need my reward. I'm tired of all these acknowledgments and accomplishments and you're a great person. Look, I needs with a Z. I needs my reward. And God is telling you to do all these wonderful things. And when you do good to people, you look like a lie. You look like I'm trying to, 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 to do good and forgive because I must be guilty. And so God is telling you to do all of this because he says, I've got something for you that they don't get. Our subject this morning, God, you promised. God, you promised. You promised you're going to take care of it. But for real, it's hard to stand still while God is doing stuff. Anybody here ever wanted to help God? <laughs> Hold up a second. Was it, was it Carla? Or, uh, no, that's Caleb. Is it Lily? Lily, have you ever, has God ever moved too slow for you? Just a little bit. I know it. I know it. And so today, though, he's going to tell us, I, I want you to remember that we say to him, God, you, you promised. You promised. Uh, it doesn't look like you even know me right now, but you promised. And sometimes... I know you feel like saying, God, how can I keep going on with this? You want me to reload? Really, God? I was getting ready to quit. No, God, I was two weeks from quitting. Somebody walked in here today, this was probably your last Sunday, and God said, oh, no. It's your last Sunday being who you were. It's your first Sunday to reload. And sometimes God's got to bring you all the way around some people that you do not know. Tune into a broadcast that you normally not broadcast to to let you know that I heard your cry, I heard your prayer, and I'm guaranteeing you I got you because I promised you. But in order for you to get what's yours, you got to reload. 
Now we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit here in days to come, but right now let's just talk about this. Sometimes you feel just alone. It's just me and my world now. The challenge is to act like you got it together, but it's too great. Some of the things you're dealing with are too big right now. The opposition is way too powerful. I want to talk to, I want to, talk to older people for a minute, and I'll come back and I'll get the kids here in a second. And sometimes you say, God, I'm, I'm too weak and I'm too powerless. And that's the time that God will speak to you his word to offer you some assistance. He'll say to you what he said to Joshua. He said to Joshua, you know, as I said to Moses, I'll be with you. I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Let me tell you something. In your life before you leave this world, you'll have people that say, I'll be with you through thick and thin. And you'll be shocked at how thin it is when they call it thick. But God says, I will never, first, I'll never leave you. I'll never leave you. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to leave you. And, and if you think I've walked away from you because you can't see me, I'm not going to forsake you. I, I'm not going to put you down. I'm, and what God is saying to Joshua, he's saying to us today, he said, I was here before you got here. Everything that you have to go through, I opened the doors for it first. And whatever he did to Moses, and you hear him doing these things for people in the Old Testament, in the Bible, God says, I'm doing them for you too. Whoever you are in this room, those of you in the balcony, those of you online, if you're visiting and you're in the hospital, or you're at a hotel right now, you're driving, or you're in another country, and you're listening to this broadcast, he says, I am going to be with you. And when things get uptight, before you quit, remind me, God, you promised God says, I will be your comforter and I will be your guide. When our paths get blocked sometime, God will be the fence around us. There are so many people right now that may be still trying to take you out and, and they're right there and God is saying, you go this far and no more. Can somebody say, Lord, thank you. Now I need you to say it with your unmasked face if you don't mind. Lord, thank you for being a fence. Hey kids, you know what? Sometimes we think parents are strict because... They put these boundaries on us. Parents try to keep us from doing things. I promise you that that fence is there most of the time to keep some things from getting to you. It looks like you're not being able to have a lot of fun. And God is saying, no, this time fun is coming after you. Be careful with it. I'm a witness right now that if you just stretch out on God's word and stand on his promises, he'll fight your battle if you just keep still. We want it bad. We want to fight. We want to put our dukes up. We want to punch the joke in the mouth. You want to talk to people. We want to go on Facebook. We want to say our point of view. We want to listen to all those people who tell us they know Jesus, who are telling you what to do. That's about to mess up your destiny. It's not about how much you're going to do. It's about the reward that God's showing you. Because a lot of people say, if it were me, and if it were my church, and if it were my son, and if it were my daughter, if it were me, and tell your pastor this, and tell your pastor that, and they have not given one red cent for your probation officer. So no matter what happens from day to day, I want you to keep moving, going on, because you got a promise that's waiting on you. You got a promise that's waiting on you. I don't care how many foes come against you, no matter who tells you, you can't make it. When you've been accused and you've been persecuted for righteousness sake, when jealous minds and vindictive spirits and petty souls and unconverted hearts cast your name out, 
embarrass your character, you got to trust God and keep it moving. Listen to me. It's hard, but you got to trust God. Okay, let's do this. Say, trust God and keep it moving. Okay, so maybe, maybe you won't know how to explain the sermon to somebody. I want you to do like this. I need you to snap and, and, and take it to the left. To the left. Everything you got. Gonna, no, it'll be to the right. <laughs> okay, really? Come on, come on. Snap it and point it. Now, snap it again. This is your invisible sermon and point it. Uh, point it with some sass. You know, who are you? Okay, ready? Snap it and point it. Okay. Say, trust God and keep it moving. Yep. Now, that's easy to preach, but when it happens to you, it's tough. It's tough. David said, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighted in his way. Though he fall, he said, though he fall, he, 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 he's gonna, he should not utterly be cast down. That's a promise from the word of God. For the Lord upholded him with his hand. He said, the steps of a good man are ordered by God. All right? You go through things, you're a good person, but you're going to have some tough days. However, God said, David said that he would never be cast down. Even though he's pushed down, you won't be cast aside. For the Lord's going to uphold him with his hand. All right? That's a promise. Now, I'm a little older than some people, and some people are older than I am. And I said earlier service that I've, I once was young, and we said in the Bible, but now I'm old, right? I'm older. And during my life, I've seen a lot of things. I've seen people play political games with people's lives. I've seen people put other folks' families in poor houses because of their games. I've seen young boys and young girls led astray with worldly toys and features that caused some of them to go into worlds of drugs that they never come out of. I've seen friends betray friends. I've seen men use others to advance their own personal games. I've seen a lot of games played. I've seen a lot of people killed. I've seen a lot of people's lives ruined. But since I've been living and since I've been knowing the Lord, all of my life, there's one thing I've never seen. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Or their children begging bread. I'm telling you, there are some kids that seem to be absolutely no good. And you're wondering, how are they doing so well? That boy is bad. That girl is bad. You know why? Because God promised that mama, promised that daddy, that if you just hold on, I'll deliver them. And, and some folk are jealous of your children and you. But they are blessed simply because when you were crying five months ago, Lord, my baby's messing up. Lord, my daughter's astray. Say these words, but God, you promised.
You know how many people can't stand you just because you got a good father? No, 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 no. He, he, he knows everything about you and he still keeps bringing you out of it. Some, sometimes, 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 sometimes like Paul in the Bible, we say, Lord, how can I go on when I have this thorn in my flesh? And, and real soon, we get back here another Monday or so, we're going to start teaching about this. I got this thorn in my flesh and my soul that keeps me from doing what I want to do and being what I ought to be. And there are times, God, when I have prayed, please take this away from me. Please take this habit away. Please take this bondage away. Please take this desire away. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed that this thing would be removed from my life. And we keep coming to church and people say, it's not working. It's not working. You've been going to church and going to church and it's not getting any better. And we're given the same message that God gave to Paul, that Paul gave to us. He says, you go on and you keep living your life. I know you want me to fix this thing, but I'm not going to fix this thing because I want you to know that my grace is sufficient. Just the thought that I'm blessing you while you know you can't take care of yourself, just the thought of you knowing as jacked up as your life is, at least you wake up every day. You say God's got to be good. He said, my grace is enough for you. And then he says this, 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 then he says, he says this, he says, he says, and, and my strength is made perfect in your weakness. As weak as you are, you're still strong. In spite of whatever is bad about your life, God says, let them all talk about it. They're about to see what grace can do. And in the next few days, the same folk that came to destroy you are the same folk that's about to warn and, and watch you reload. Uh, we, we, we just came out of COVID and we emptied every prayer. We emptied every fast. We did every altar call. We did everything we could. And we're about empty now. God said, no, 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 devil. They're not empty. But they're about to reload now. Why? Because something else is about to go down. And we don't worry about it because the same God that got us ready for COVID. Pastor Pettis, he's telling your ministry with those young people, reload now. Caleb, how am I doing? I'm good on time? Okay. You still with it? You understand it a little bit? You know, you, you understand the sermon for real, Caleb? Uh, uh, Lily? We're cool? So how did we get here? God has given all this stuff to do. Because he said, if you do this, you know, I want you to be, see, some people may say you're not saved. You're not a Christian. People are going to say that all the time because we're going to do things that don't look saved, don't look Christian-like. But at some point, you got to just draw this line and say, look, God, um, you, you promised me if I would, I got this reward. You know, you're going to strengthen me. And when God strengthens you, you don't even know how weak you are. You just all of a sudden keep, <laughs> you just keep going. You just keep going. You just keep going. You just keep going and going and going and going and going and going and going. Have you ever sit down one time and said, I'm tired. Oh, but I got to. Have you ever done that? 
Have you ever tried to take a nap in your own shoot? And all of a sudden, when you can't go, did anybody almost stay at home today? And God said, no, 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 no. Not this Sunday. This Sunday, you got to reload. I don't now let me say something right quick because some of you are going to hear folk hollering stuff out like that. Hallelujah, amen, thank you Jesus. And it might make you nervous. But if you've ever been in the bottom of a well and, and you, you can be cool all you want. But if you've ever been at the bottom of a and you needed somebody to help you out, you get out of that cool in a minute. Hey! That's what that is. That's, all. That's what that is you're hearing. That's somebody who's been having a mask on but they told the devil, you ain't covering up my praise no more. I've been by myself alone. I thought nobody cared somebody died nobody reached out for me and I said God if I ever get in that church I'm gonna praise your name God said if you'll praise me I'll stop the devil and so now you're praising him God you promised you promised if I praise you you would stop him and the devil was about to do something else in your life he was just about to do something else and he saw you praising God They might call you fake because you're moving around after saying you've been hurt. They may call you fake because you're hollering loud, but you say your throat hurt. I don't care what they call you. In just a few minutes, they're going to call you reloaded. Everybody has been counting you out, but God says, I got to count on you now. Let me, let me talk, though. Let me talk. Let me talk. Let me talk. I, I, I want to come get the kids for a minute. I want to talk to the younger adults for a minute. So that was for those of us that are over 40. Over 40, reload. Stop telling people you're getting old. Quit being tired. Get your tired self up and shake off that 40 years. Wake your tired self up. Quit telling folk you're too tired to go to church. You ought to be too tired or acting like it's time to die. It's not your time to die. Now it's time for you to reload. Somebody need to see what the new generation of praises is. I'm not talking about young people, I'm talking about old folk that's been reloaded. I thought your legs hurt. I thought your back hurt. Well, it used to, but through many dangers, calls and snares, honey, I've already come. Now, now let me talk to some. Now, now, now let's, let's go, let's go get some, let's go get some young people because let me tell you something. God knows what I needed to see this morning. Lily, Caleb, and the rest of y'all from Lubbock, you don't even realize. Pastor, you get a double portion. Bishop, because you humbled yourself and said, God, I need to sit under work, you get a double portion. It's coming. I speak that double portion. Now watch this. Abak, oh, you might as well get ready. God's about to do something to knock your whole mindset off. Now, 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 
I got to teach it from the Bible because somebody might think, oh, he's just going through some. Uh-uh, I'm trying to get to the notes. You watch God here for a second. Okay, so, so, okay, okay. okay. Put your be nice church manners on. We got, got company in the house. Okay, so here we go. So kids, y'all know kids who've tried to commit suicide. I was at the hospital the other night and God showed me a roster of just a ton of kids that are committing suicide, man. They're just, they're just taking their lives now because they don't know the promise. And when, when you don't think that's a promise, you say, I got to get rid of today because today is going to be bad like next week was. And, and last week was bad. And last month was bad. And last year was bad. And last 10 years were bad. And when you start looking over your life, see all these bad things, you don't realize. Somebody got to break into your life and go, wait, stop. There's a promise. So when we face difficulties, one of the best things to do is to find a promise in the scripture. Okay? Find a promise in the Bible. This is why your pastor is always trying to teach you the word of God. Okay? Now, everybody's going to teach you every other thing. They got a lot of internet stuff. But, but, but he's going to tell you, find his, his job. Her job is to find a promise in, in the Bible. So when you find that promise, now you got something to hold God to. You know, Daddy, you said we were going to Six Flags. Son, we're going. That's a promise. I'm saved. I'm born again. If I die tomorrow, I'm going to heaven. But if I die tomorrow and God come tomorrow night, tell me I'm going to be at the wrestling match. So... I'm not going to the wrestling match because I like Lex Luger. Because I like uh, The Rock. I don't even know the people no more. This man do like this. John Cena. Who's hot right now in WWF? Whoever they are. But I'm going because for my grandson's birthday, I said, we'll do anything you want to do. And he said, let's go to a Maverick game. That's what his mama said. I ain't spending no money on the Mavericks. So he said, Let's go to wrestling. And I'm trying to figure out, did I say anything? And I remember being a boy. One of the first things that ever happened to me was a lady from the church when I was adopted. Her name was Earlene Webb. She had an old Volkswagen. There was a place in Dallas called the Sportatorium. Now, y'all don't know about the Sportatorium. No, no, no. You don't know about. So, Pastor Pettis, there was a place called a Sportatorium. It's a wrestling match, right? And there was a guy named Fritz Von Erich, and there was Kevin Von Erich, and there was Spoiler Number One and Spoiler Number Two, and there was a guy named Thunderbolt Patterson. <laughs> but she took Duke Amuka. You remember Duke Amuka? You old. You older than Moses now. But anyway, so we went to the wrestling match, and that memory stayed on my heart all my life. Now, I don't watch wrestling anymore. Instead, I do the wrestling. No, underneath this body is a school. That's where we went to the wrestling match, right there. It was hot. And I started to introduce those old times to my grandson, so he started watching wrestling. In other words, sometimes things happen in your life and you just kind of go back and repeat. And I'm telling you this tonight because I made him a promise. I don't want to go. But I didn't want to send him with an Uber. He just 10, 9. No, I made him a promise to go. And he's been looking forward to that every month.
had to make an announcement about it. Because you know me, I'd probably jump up in the ring just. So if y'all saw me on TV up in the ring getting thrown around, that looked like that. And that was a time when I was, I thought anybody saved going to go to hell. You do anything outside of church. And you will go to hell doing anything except wrestling. Uh, <laughs> but it was a promise. And, and, and things started happening and, you know, deaths of Derek and all this stuff is going on. And I looked at him the other day and he looked at me like, you promised. So as much as we need to do around the church and as much as we need to kind of zero in on some things in the next few hours, I'm bound by the what? God says, if you find it in that word, I'll stick with it. Yeah, God, these people on my job, I'm complaining. I hate these people on my job. They're not right. Uh, I can't stand the grief. These kids are getting on my nerves and all this mess is going on in my life, yada, yada, yada. We have all these things we can say, but I'm going to tell you something. It's okay to be honest with God. Sometimes things go on, y'all. You can't talk to anybody but God about it, okay? Say this with me. Say, it's okay for me to be honest with God. Okay, now let me tell you, God doesn't have a Facebook page, so you don't have to post it. You got to pray it. Amen. Some things are between you and God. Quit putting you and God's business out there on the world wide web. It's not for the world to understand it. The world can't comprehend it. I know that makes me unpopular right now, but I don't care. Don't just pray the problem. Start praying the promise. If you only tell God what's wrong, then you're limiting God to what he can do, man. All right? Follow that up with a promise. God, this is it, but you said that. God, I hate these people, but you told me this. God, I can't stand what I'm going through, but you said that. God, I feel like this, but you said. See, remind him, remind him of the promise. Now, so Caleb, pick a number between 20 and uh, 60. 35. I got 35 more minutes, y'all. Okay. So, so here we go. Let me, I got to hurry up. I got to hurry up. Okay. Thank you, Caleb. I appreciate that. I was going to do 10, but I can stretch it out for you. Okay. So here's what happens. In the book of 2 Kings, it said, God bless Caleb. God spoke to you, son. In the book of 2 Kings, in the Bible, let me go real fast now because I want to get this done. In the book of 2 Kings, there's a group of people called the Israelites. Okay, so the Israelites, um, they're God's chosen people, but they're being held, uh, surrounded by a Syrian army. It's real easy, so let me walk it through because I love this. Ooh, I never read it to this extent before though. So they're God's chosen people, they're the Israelites, and they're being surrounded by the Syrian army. Now, the Syrians have cut off the Israelites' food supply. No food. There's no food to eat. And they've clogged up all the springs. So there's no water to drink. All right. So God's people are like, here. The enemy is out here. They're surrounding the camp. And there's a bunch of them, boy. And they have stopped all the food from coming in. And they've clogged up all the water. So what are they waiting for? They're waiting on the Israelites to die. Hey, y'all, check this out. Watch how cool this is. It's like last year... The enemy said, I'm going to shut off church. Y'all don't get this. I'm, I'm going to stop all the choirs. I'm going to stop all the praise dancing. I'm going to stop all the praise teams. I'm going to shut down the youth departments. I'm going to shut down everything. And I'm going to watch them starve to death. But what that joker wasn't counting on is that 
we still had a promise <laughs> that I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Y'all know it got kind of tough. It got kind of tough around here. And the Israelites were waiting on something to happen and it wasn't happening. And then all of a sudden, they started getting a little thin. You know, we can do without food as long as we know we're fasting. But when it's over, it's over. And so there was this guy by the name of Elijah. He was a prophet. He's the preacher. So here's what happens even on Sunday morning. See, Satan wants you to stay away from church because he knows that on Sunday morning, you're going to get a word from God. I don't care if you like the preacher or not. I don't care if you say, I, I heard this and I heard. Bump all that. You just try the word. As long as that man's coming from the word, put the word there. If Donald Duck is preaching that word, that's going to be the word, right? So Elijah stands up in front of God's people and Elijah says something. Now, remember, this huge army is out there and I'm not over talking. I just want to make it really, really simple so you can help people to understand that when you go to church, you trust God and keep it moving, baby. And so, and so they're sitting there and then, and, then, and then this guy, Elijah, comes up. He's going to Deliver a word. Wait a minute. Why am I making Elijah old? Don't you hate when it comes to, okay, Elijah was up there like. <laughs> How would you like that? That's the way the preacher comes to the pulpit. Mm, 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 mm. So Elijah comes up and these people are looking. They're starving. They're starving. And the enemy's waiting on them to just all start falling apart. So in the book of 2 Kings, so you know I'm not just making this up and Siri didn't tell me this. In the book of 2 Kings, Elijah starts to talk to them. He said, listen to this message from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Sounds like God's about to give a what? Give a what? Give a what? That's why Satan wants you to stay away from church because he knows when you come in, if you don't get but one sentence, you better hold on to that promise. Okay? After you get the promise, then you can go to sleep in church. But get the promise. This is what the Lord says. That's what makes it the word of the Lord right here. Okay? He said, this is what the Lord says. By this time tomorrow, in the markets of Samaria... Six quarts of choice flour will cost only one piece of silver. And 12 quarts of barley grain will cost only one piece of silver. And folk like you tripping. We have no food coming in. We have no water in sight. And you're going to stand here and tell us what God said. And you want us to believe that. I'm talking to somebody in this room right now. Everything about your life has been cut off, starved. Credit's bad. Family's against you. You're down on yourself. Maybe you were thinking about committing suicide, running away, quitting your job. God said this time tomorrow. Lily, do you read the Bible? Do you have a Bible with you? Here. You have one of these? You ever seen this before? 
You got, a, you got one like me. Okay. Stand up, Lily. Do me a favor. Turn to the book of Ricky. No, go to Ricky 4. Okay, you may have the Oak Cliff edition. Go to Lil Ricky. <laughs> Do you have a Ricky in your Bible? Look in the glossary in the beginning at the, you know, the, the whole thing. Uh, look under R's. It'll be way before Revelation. You don't have a Ricky? Okay, so Lily, <laughs> that means I didn't say this. I'm teaching God's word. In 2 Kings, it comes up. Okay, because when you start teaching God's word, show people God's word. And you may just have one scripture, man. Just know your scripture and make sure that that scripture is a promise. He said, by this time tomorrow, and they're like, you got to be crazy. In other words, there's going to be so much food available, and it's, gonna be, it's just going to be dirt cheap. Now, how much are they going to have to pay for it, y'all? One piece of what? So that means in order for this to work, God's got to make sure they get some silver. Check that out. So if God ever tells you to give something, that means God has already given you something to give. <laughs> so quit telling people what you don't have. Well, it's not but a penny. That's all God wants is a penny. Everything else is a bonus. I don't have anything. You just call God a lie. He would not have asked you to give anything if he didn't know that you didn't have something. Okay, so you may have to give up cable for a month. That's right. You may have to downsize for a minute in order for you to get to the promise. He gives seed to the sower. He doesn't give seed to the Christian. When God knows you're a giver, he gives to you first. Oh, okay, so, so, so that's what happened. Now, here is the cool part. I don't, it's, it's not really that cool. I really don't like this part, but I got to do it because the next verse, when he's talking, he's standing there. And when, when the man of God makes that bold statement, do y'all understand what that means? So it's like, remember when COVID was cold, shut down and he said, okay, tomorrow is over. Imagine how bold that was. The reason we support the vaccine here is because we prayed for it. And not only did we pray for it, God gave us the lab to give it. Yeah, there's vaccine. Touch somebody said there's vaccine in the house. And yet some will say, I want God, I trust God, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. But I don't trust God for that part. If I'm blind, I'm blind. But if I got to spit on the ground and see, I'll stay blind. Stop giving God the way to bless you. So while he's talking, this is cold-blooded. I got to keep going, y'all. I got 20 minutes. Is that, am I still on, Caleb? I'm still 20 minutes? Okay. So, so he, he says, he says, the Lord's going to bless you by this time tomorrow. And he's speaking and the people are like, what? Then check this out, man. This is cold-blooded. Because he's got an officer, like his assistant bishop. His assistant is standing right next to him. And the assistant Who's supposed to be, you know, you got to have some folk that just back you. You know what I'm saying? The sister, in the second verse, the sister said to the man of God, that couldn't happen, even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. Dude, it's okay for some folk to doubt you, but your, your main dudes, 
Let me tell you something. When God gives you a promise, expect people close to you to think you're crazy. His main partner said that could happen if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. Ain't no bread coming down to these people by tomorrow, Elijah. There's no water coming out of the streams tomorrow. Let me tell you something, Ibach. Every time God pours something into my heart, first thing I have to say is, God, should I say it out loud? He said, declare it and let them see me work through it. Sometimes we're afraid to say stuff out loud because now folks are going to be watching your faith. So we keep it to ourselves. Then we try to give a testimony after it's over. Too late. Give you some advanced testimonies. <laughs> and then when it's not working out, you say, God, God, God. Now, 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 now watch this, watch this, y'all. So he, he's going to sit there and going to tell the man of God, you know, you need to stop lying to these people. And Elijah, in front of them, had to, he had to turn, he had to, he had to, he had to uh, put him in check. And put him in check. Elijah said, you will see it happen with your own eyes. Oh, dude, you're going to see it happen too. Then Elijah went here. But you won't get none of it. You're going to watch all of it happen and, and you're not going to get a bit of it. Why? Because you doubted yourself. Stop asking God to work another miracle in your life when you doubt the blessing he's already put in your face. That's just straight word, y'all. Some of you want to give tithes and offering, but you live with people in your life that tell you they're just a waste of money. Tell them when you get home, you're going to see me overflow. But you're not going to be able to get none of it. Don't ask me for one, not am dying. I don't know what am is. I don't know how to spell it, but don't ask me for one, for am dying. I almost got that word kind of messed up with that am and d, dying, am. Don't ask me for am dying. Now, we <laughs> help me, Holy Ghost, thank you. But, but, but check this out. We got one problem, though, what I just said. God said to lend to him. Lend to who? Don't make them your enemies, then you won't have to. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's cold. You're going to watch it happen, but you're not going to get any of it. Because you, you're doubting the whole time. I don't know if we need to go back to church. I don't know if I want to get that vaccine. You're asking God for so many things. God has said, can, can I just trust you with what you asked for first? I promised you I'd never leave you nor forsake you. So here's, here's what happened. So now, Elijah and old boy, that's WWE right there, boy. Elijah and his assistant are kind of going at it because 
Elijah's telling the people about a promise. And Elijah and the assistant is saying, it's not going to happen. Satan loves division. He loves division. All he needs is one somebody to say, it's not going to happen. Okay? When somebody told me things and visions that they're going for, I just get in agreement with it. And they can tell me all about the, all these other plans. I'm done with it. When I'm in agreement, I'm in agreement. So I just start watching God. And then I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I'm do that. I don't know about all those details. I just know. That's a promise. I know that's a believer. I know she, she's born again. I know God hears her. I know God has heard him. And so I just get an agreement. And I start looking around for that piece of silver. <laughs> okay, let's wrap this up, Caleb. Meanwhile, you like that? So Elijah and old boy, they're going at it. And in the meantime, it's some more drama happening. Let me show you about this. I need to use, can I use about four of y'all? Just four of you? Come on, I'll just, because the faster you come, the faster we get out of church. I know you didn't expect me to call down in church, but it's good, it's fun. You're going to be a part of the sermon today. You didn't know that, did you? What's your name? Caitlin? Who? Hensey? Whatever. What? What's your name? Catherine, Catherine and Isaac. Isaac. Okay, come here. So y'all going to stand right here. So we're going to call y'all the lepers. In the Bible, there were some sick people. This is the same story, but there are some sick people. You ever heard of leprosy before? Leprosy is like, no, no, leprosy is like when you got sickness that's so bad, your skin falls off, you like, you like sores. And people with leprosy, they could be walking around and the ear could fall or the arm could fall off because they had no feelings and rats and things could bite their skin and they could never get treatment. Most people think they just walk around and stuff just falls off. No, they could get infected. It was very nasty and stuff would come through the skin and it was contagious. So nobody was around them. So these four people have leprosy. I mean, I don't have it. I was just scratching. <laughs> oh, girl looking like... just a black preacher move. We do that sometimes. Boy, take your hand out your pocket. It's okay. No. Okay. So these guys have leprosy and they're really sick. Okay. Now over there, Elijah told the people there's going to be food and water tomorrow. Okay. And we're wrapping this up. And then uh, his friend said, his other sister said, no, it's not. So there's division. Meanwhile, over here, separated from people were these four lepers. Now they, they were really messed up. Have you ever seen like a thriller video? You ever heard of Michael Jackson? You ever seen Thriller video? Nothing like that? You know what a zombie is? Okay, get like a zombie. Come on, hurry up. Bend over. There you go. Hold your stomach. Hold your head. Hold your leg. Now, that's how, that's how lepers work. But you got to look real pitiful. Like, put your head down over. Can you put your hair down like, like that? Yeah, like really, really. Oh, oh. See, and, and I just want you to walk real easy for a second. See, walk real easy. It's real easy. Okay, so, so see, these people were really sick, and they know they're going to die. So what they knew is there's no food coming in and no water coming in, and up there are the Syrians, and they know if we get to them, <clears throat> they got some food, so maybe we'll take our chances and go get food. Since we're going to die anyway, we'll be full. Or if we stay here, we're going to starve, and we're still going to die. Y'all get it? Get it? So they decide, let's go and steal some food. Right? There you go. Get, get that move again you were doing. That was good. <laughs> All right. 
All right, so give me your sick move. I need a sick face. Sick face. Ready? And we're going to start taking the move. So now they're going, and they're going by faith because Elijah said, tomorrow we're going to have food. And they're looking at where the enemy camp is. These are four sick people, four people that people don't think God can use, four people that look like just anybody else, four people that are isolated, four people that are lonely, but these are four people that God's about to use. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? When I say move, you move. Ready? Okay, so they're going to the enemy camp, and you saw how when they walk, they make very, very light steps because it hurts to walk. Now, watch. Ready? When I say take one step, take one step forward. One step. Take another one. There's not but four of them, but it sounds like an army. Take 10 steps, go. It's amazing. The Syrians heard all of that noise. They thought it was an army, but there were just four people. And God magnified the sound so much that all of them left and the lepers went in and got their food. And when they got there, these guys left their houses, they left their jewelry, they left their cattle, they left everything because they thought, they thought that there were a bunch of people, but God just used and no more. Somebody say four and no more. Are y'all getting this yet? See, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do. I don't care who called you dumb. I don't care who called you slow. I don't care who called you fat. When God uses you, God will change everything around just because of a promise. You never know who God's going to use to fulfill a promise. I don't know who you all are, but today God used you to deliver a message. You didn't come to church to be a part of the sermon, did you? You're supposed to say no. Good. Okay, we're done being lepers now. But God still used you in a service to deliver a message. 30 years from now, you'll remember this day. You may not know me. You may not know anything about us. But you'll remember the Sunday that God called you out and brought you up front to act like a Michael Jackson thriller video or something like that. All right. Y'all get it? Good job. Thank you. Get on out of here. And so, that's what happened. Those four lepers made so much noise. God used them to magnify the whole camp. And all of the Syrians left. And so when they left, the lepers went back and told the other people. They said, hey, they're all gone. And there's food. And there's drink. We can go in now and take it over because they panicked and ran away. And when the lepers went back, guess who was there? The guy at the door. The Syrians have left the camp. You know, the guard, because, you know, folks, they want to be big shots. They always want to be big shots, you know. The Syrians have left the camp and the camp is open. We can eat now. And they rushed out. And the Bible said they ran over that dude. Out of all those people, y'all, one dude got trampled. Which one? The one that had the doubt. I don't care who your friends are. Get rid of the doubters today. 
They will not only cancel your dreams. This is where jealousy comes from. People who watch God bless you. And they don't get none of it. This guy, according to the word of God, he died just like Elijah said he would. Just like God said he would. They got food and Elijah also told him, you're not going to be around for it. Wow. I don't know if you're sitting by nobody, but when God puts something in her steps, she becomes somebody. Don't ask this, but here's a question. Here's a, here's a statement. God doesn't ask us to figure it out. All he asks is that we trust his promises. God, this doesn't make any sense. If it makes sense, you don't need faith. You need faith when it doesn't make sense. Don't make the mistake that guy made. You know, sign up to do things, want to do all this stuff. God says, first thing I want you to do is trust me in this area. I know this lady who's here this morning, she had a daughter, and all she used to do is complain about her daughter, complain about her daughter and her son. She had a couple of kids, and she's here today with the, well, the kids are older now, of course, grown. But all she did was complain about it, complain about it, and all that, that boy and girl just, they, they drove her really to a different end, and we did a lot of talk with kids around here, and we've always done that. So I knew at some point that Satan would make an attack on what the future was in the church. I already knew it, just didn't know how it would happen. And she would come up to me upset on a lot of different Sundays because they never missed us. Kid was all in every activity. They were in everything in the church. But she was so discouraged and she kept talking about the problem, talking about the problem. And talking about the problem, guys, it's not doing anything, it's not doing anything productive. Complaining is not making things better. And so I just said to her this scripture, I said, this is what you got to do, man. You, you keep trying to fight these kids. And, and I know we want our kids to do good. We don't, nobody wants their kids to smoke weed. You know, especially if they buy it from somebody else. <laughs> just trying to see if you're listening, church. Somebody go, <laughs> I'm just teasing. No, no, I'm not teasing about that. Nobody wants that. But nobody wants their kids to go bad. Nobody wants their kids to do bad things. But kids just do that. I mean, young people do it. Adults do it. Okay? But, but at some point, I said, you got to stop complaining so much. And you got to go find a promise. So I took her to Proverbs 31, 28. I said, her children arise and call her blessed. First of all, they arise. Y'all, they reload. They come back. See, those teenage years, I think Satan uses those teenage years to kill parents. Yeah, between 13 and 19, they want you to pull out all of your hair. So just get a wig and keep it braided. I don't, that's not in the Bible. I just thought I'd ask that. So said, but God is promising you. That's a promise. That's a promise. They're going to rise, they're going to get older, and they're going to call you blessed. So why don't any of us that are having problems with our kids, why don't we just keep saying to God now, God, you promised. You promised that they're going to call me blessed. You promised that they're going to call me blessed. Somebody say, say, you promised that they're going to call me blessed. I don't care what they call you in between. God said, 
They're going to call you blessed. She started doing that. She started doing it over and over and over and over and over again. And now she and her daughter and her son, they have the greatest relationship. They still don't miss church. They're here because she started speaking that word. She just kept her mouth on that promise. And month after month after month, it didn't happen right away. It, it happened right away. Sometimes there's no sign in your life that things are changing. Let's just keep it very real. But that's what faith is all about, man. If you can see it, you don't need faith. You don't. And God's not a person that he's going to lie. God has, has never, in, he's never in his life, he's never in his life of being God, never failed in the past. And he's not going to start failing with you. Okay? Everybody repeat after me. He's not going to start failing with me. Your children are going to rise and call you blessed. I'm going to share this revelation with you. And we're cool. God told me about 2 a.m. I want you to call the children down today and have the parents to say over them, God, I'm covered by that promise. And this is what I did. I got up and I didn't know what God was talking about because of course I didn't know what children. I didn't know God was going to provide. That's why when y'all walked in, I went, oh, come on, God, this is too big to miss. So here's what I want to do. We're gonna, church is pretty much out now. We're going to do offering and we're going to do all announcements and all that. So here's what we're going to do. If you're a child and your parent is here or if you're a child, let's do this first because I, I don't know. This was not some plan. I'm just following his instructions. If you're a child, a parent, and your child is here, okay, you got a young child. Let's say under 19. Get up and come with them for a minute if they're here. If they're here. In the building. I'm talking about in the building. I'm not saying your child, you got a kid or somewhere in California. No, I'm talking about in the building right now. Just in the building. If you and your child are here, you and your child, I want you and your child to come and just stand up here for a minute. You and your child. Now, I'm going to call some more kids here in a minute, but I wanna, I wanna, I've got, we got to be obedient. Go ahead. You and your child. You and your child. Oh, Pastor, I just gave him a whooping this morning. Well, bring him on down. Oh, Pastor, I just whooped my daddy this morning. Well, come on down with him. But if you and your child are here, you hear these massive footsteps? Satan is saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can't do that. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Now, if you and your child are in this building, come on. Come on. Now, some of y'all got to get on the steps. I don't, I don't, it's, it's not going to be pretty. We're not, we're not trying to, if you want to be on the steps, some of you want to get in the pool pit. You know, I don't care. There's no, no metal detectors down. You and your child, if you and your child are in this room, if you and your child are in this room, now, now listen to the obedience. Now, if your child's not here and you coming down to your parent, you're being disobedient right now. You're being very disobedient. You're being like this guy over here who's, who's not doubting what God is saying. These are the specific instructions here. If you and your child are in this building, you come here. See, there are two things happening right now. Your child, well, let me let you come. Yeah. 
Come on, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I could be a little bit of singing right here, but I'm okay. Come on, you and your child. Now, if you want to come up here, somebody else say, oh, I want to get up on that stage one day. This is your day. You can get up on that stage. You want to get up there by the speaker, by the pulpit. I don't know who's going to preach it. So, so, you know, if you feel that you need some space is what I'm saying. Okay. See, two things, is hap- two things are happening right now. And we'll get ready for a third in a second. Two things are happening right now. Because your child is with you today, God's going to fulfill your promise. And you may have fought like crazy to get that kid to come to church today. Mama, I don't want to go to church. That's all right. That's okay. You insisted and you've been blessed because of it. But on top of that, children, if you're here today, you just walked yourself into some other years. You just put that prayer of protection around you. Because we can rebel, we can fight, we can fuss. Nobody knows what your parents are going through. And now it's time to reload. Young people, it's time for you to sing praises to God. It's time for you to work in the ministry. It's time for you to be productive. It's time for you to spend some time here. And God has opened up another door for this ministry to do just that. It's okay to be cool, y'all. It's okay to be cool. I never asked God to make me a cool pastor. I don't want to be a cool pastor. I just want to be relevant. Now, here's the catch. Parent, put your hand on your kid. And kid is not a play word. Put your hand on your child. And if they're scattered around, get them all together. Get them all together like chickens, like a mother would hen. Get them all around. Just wait till they come. Come on over here, Tyrone. Come on over here, Bridget. Dog, mama, I don't, don't, don't worry about that. Come on, put your hand on your child. Put your hand on them. Put your hand on them. Okay? If y'all not talking, if y'all fighting, just barely touch the clothes or something. I don't care. Because I know folks fall out and all that. You got them? Now, I want you to repeat after me, parent. God, you gave me this gift. I've done what I could. I did what I tried to do in spite of all of it. But Father, I'm standing on your promise. My child, out of his or her mouth, will call me blessed. Protect this child as we reload. Thank you for anointing my child. And thank you for giving me long life to be with my child. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't move. Children, this is going to be a very different move for you. Very different. But I want you to take your hand and I want you to put your hand on your mom or dad's head. Satan wants to kill your parents. Satan wants to kill your parents. I don't care if she got braids. I don't care if she got on a piece of weave, front lace weave, lift it up, put your hand I don't care. Get it tangled up in the braids. I don't. I no. I want you to put your hands on your parents' head right now. Satan has told you that you don't have the anointed power. In the name of Jesus today, 
The anointing of God is on you. But you need somebody to practice to pray for. And right now, God acknowledges your prayers. They're real. As we reload, why doesn't there, why can't there be a shift in that power? Pastor Rush, I have sinned. I have messed up. No, you've been called by God. That's what you've been. And Satan will do anything he can to shut you down. This Sunday, now, God's going to declare long life on you. Now, I want you children to speak these words. Speak these. Don't sit there with your hand that you got to speak these words. Say, Satan, in the name of Jesus, you will not take my parent from me. With long life, we will satisfy God. In the name of Jesus, I pray patience, endurance, love, and long-suffering over my parent. God called me down here, and I obeyed him. Now, God, you promised in Jesus' name. Amen. Now you can go back to your seat. Go back and sit down. Your child has prayed for you. Out of all the things you ever tell anybody else about your child, tell somebody, my baby, prayed for me. Put a good word out on them. Your child put hands on you. You make sure you bring that child to church. God has something else in store for you as we reload. It's not how many, it's how powerful it is. Tell the devil, you lost this one. You lost this one. Amen. Well, Caleb, I'm sorry. We got to go. We ran out of time. I appreciate you all being here. Hey, God's doing a great thing, isn't he? Great thing. Ooh, God's doing a great thing, right? We're going we're gonna to do offering. And doing offering, we're going to show you our announcements, our young people here develop announcements. Ibach, listen to me. I don't have the liberty right now to say out loud what's about to happen. But I'm going to tell you this, Pastor Pettis, as soon as we do this thing we're getting ready to do, and I'm going to see if you're serious about being my friend because you're going to call me, and then I'm going to have your number. And then we're going to see this group again. I promise you. All right? All right. God is doing a great work. <laughs> oh, y'all, come on. It's time to go. It's time to go. He's doing a great work.
Okay, we'll we take off with that because we're saved for real. Derek Brown, we love you. Thank you, God, for letting us make it through this morning. Okay, let's, uh, we're going to bless our offering. You can give to Givelify. If you've never given on Givelify before, put the phone on your app and say, God, you told me if I give, you're going to outgive me. Press down, shaking together, running over. Give him something to work with, y'all. Put it on the phone. Sit here right now and put that app on there. <clears throat> and every day you wake up, you can give God two pennies, three pennies. I don't care. But he said tomorrow. It's amazing for all the folks that talked about no food during COVID. We are spaced out for a bunch of reasons. And one of them is because we need to. We gain weight during the pandemic. How you do that? We're recovering. So if you want to do that, go to Givelify and put IBOC in as your worship place. You put your uh, card information at one time. It's done. It's secured. It's 100% safe. You can give a tithe. You can give an offering. You can give a personal offering, appreciation for pastor if you want to. It doesn't matter. It's all personal. It's all private. Or you can text to give. If you text to give, you text IBOC to 28950. Or if you want to say thank you, Pastor Rick. And we're, we're doing cash app for Pastor because we're trying it out. So I'd rather, if anything's going to go crazy and wrong, I'd rather go with it going to me, not the church going. But I think we have it pretty much set. So that's just something fun. The young people like to do it and give. Don't ever give anything without claiming and saying what it is. Expect a return. If you hang around anybody who's doubting what you give, cut them loose because when the flood comes, they're going to get knocked down anyway. There's a flood coming. Man, you know, we're going to pray over our offering. Then we're going to cut right to our announcements. So expect next Sunday when we come in now, it's going to be like this. We'll come right in. We'll do a song or so. And we'll go right into the sermon. So the sermon will be getting out of church. It'll seem a lot earlier, but it'll be okay because we're going to put the announcements and stuff at the end. I, I love y'all so much. It's so good to see you men in the suits, ushers. Thank you for showing up again. And so what we do sometimes is we just have meetings where we say, we just want to come together and look at each other. And we came together Wednesday and we looked at Brother Derek and we just talked to him. And, um, and that's all I want to say. Uh, let's bless our offering, and then we're going to focus our attention on the screens behind us. Father, in Jesus' name, today a lot has happened. Thank you, Holy Spirit. A child that was on the edge just got brought back in. A mom who had given up has just been restored. A person who was a doubter just found out, I, I need to, I'm doubting around the wrong people. Somebody, God, who didn't want to be vaccinated, you spoke to them today and said, listen, there are things that I've provided that may not seem real and folk can talk you down with it, but just tell me I made you a promise. Remind me of the promise. I've never hurt you. I've never destroyed you. And I won't let any hurt come down your dwelling. Look at the years I've protected you. Thank you, God, for helping us. And we know the enemy is not just sitting back. He's trying to reload too. Thank you, God, for giving us a, an, an early notice. Bless all of these young people that traveled here today from Lubbock and their pastor and his wife for the vision that they have for our 
our ministry now that we want to partner with them for their ministry. And we bless every seed that we're going to sow into them. They didn't come for that, God. They came looking for worship experience. And in the midst of it, you said, give them food and drink. Bless them. In Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you so much. Let the church say amen. Focus your attention on the screens behind. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Reset Podcast with Pastor Ricky Rush. If you would like to make a contribution or a donation to the Inspiring Body of Christ Church Ministry, do so by going to www.ibocchurch.org and give. Thank you so very much. Also, you can find IBOC on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and our website, ibocchurch.org. Well, that's all we have for today. Tune in next time and experience the joy right here on Reset with Pastor Ricky Rush.